Kay Lake's Diary Compiled and chronologically inserted by the Los Angeles Police Museum Los Angeles, Saturday, December 6, 1941 11.23 a.m. I've begun this diary on impulse. An extraordinary scene unfolded as I sat on my separate bedroom terrace. I was sketching the southern view and heard the rumble of engines below me on the strip. I immediately got up and wrote down the precise time and date. I sensed what the rumble portended, and I was right. A line of armored vehicles chugged west on sunset to fevered scrutiny and applause. It took a full ten minutes for the armada to pass. The noise was loud, the cheers louder. People stopped their cars to get out and salute the young soldiers. It played hell with the flow of traffic, but no one seemed to care. The soldiers were delighted by this display of respect and affection. They waved and blew kisses. A half-dozen waitresses from Dave's Blue Room ran out and passed them cases of liquor. Somebody shouted, America! That's when I knew. The war is coming. I'm going to enlist. I always do what I say I'm going to do. I formally state my intent and proceed from that point. I am going to write a diary entry every day until the present world conflict concludes or the world blows up. I will walk away from my easy existence and seek official postings near the front lines. I live a dilettante's life now. My compulsive sketch artistry is a schoolgirl's attempt to capture confounding realities. My piano studies and emerging proficiency with the easier Chopin nocturne stall my pursuit of a true cause. This lovely home in no way allays my psychic discomfort. Lee Blanchard's indulgence is disconcerting more than anything else. This diary is a broadside against stasis and unrest. I've always felt superior to my surroundings. This house states the case most tellingly. I picked out every German expressionist print and every stick of blonde wood furniture. I'm a prairie girl from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and a gifted Aravist. I'm moving into my separate bedroom now. My own work is arrogantly displayed on the walls, interspersed with clay and Kandinsky. There are a dozen drawings of a light heavyweight named Bucky Bleichert. He has a hungry young man's body and large bucked teeth. I've sketched him many times from ringside seats at the Olympic. Bucky Bleichardt is a local celebrity who understands the ephemeral quality of celebrity and does not view boxing as a true cause. His circumspection in the ring delights me. I've never spoken to Bucky Bleichardt, but I am certain that I understand him. Because I was a local celebrity once. It was February 39. I was 19. It all pertained to a bank robbery and its alleged solution. This house, a refuge a few years ago, a trap now. The robbery got me this house, not Lee's prudently invested fight winnings. 
Lee Blanchard is not a savvy investor, as is commonly held, nor is he my lover in the common sense. He entered my life to facilitate my destiny, whatever that is. I know it now. Sioux Falls was an insufficient destiny. The winter cold spells and summer heat waves left people dead. Indians strayed from nearby reservations and stabbed one another in speakeasies. Klansmen broke a Negro man out of the county jail. He was accused of raping a dim-witted white girl. The Klansmen convened a kangaroo court. The girl was slow to condemn or exonerate the man accused. The Klansmen staked him over a red anthill in mid-August. The summer sun or the ants killed him. Local lore was divided on this. Protestants despised the few local Catholics. Nativist groups flourished throughout the Depression. Methodists were at odds with Lutherans and Baptists and vice versa. A range war over prized cattle broke out in 34. Fourteen men were killed near the Iowa state line. My parents and older brother were sweet-natured and content. Their only sin was lack of imagination. I pretended to be one of them in order to live within myself unobstructed. I lived to read, draw, and roam. People talked about me. I dropped racy bon mot in church. I did not care about my family. The fact mildly horrified me. I wanted to run away to Los Angeles and become someone else there. I got a job at a bookstore and stole a month's worth of cash receipts. I left my parents a perfunctory note of farewell.